0: You're listening to a Bible lesson taught in the youth group at Trinity Baptist Church. We hope this Bible lesson will help and encourage you as you seek to live for the Lord. Because we're going to read it together. Because what I also want you to do as we study this is by the end of this month of June, we're going to stay in this passage for the month of June. I would love for you, if you don't already know it by heart, to know it by heart. So, there's your summer challenge. Memorize 5 6, 16 through 19. It's not even that hard. So, I, sh- I should make you memorize like the book of James or something. Or like the book of Philippians, like I had to when I was a teenager. But we'll just go easy and give you three or four verses. So, if everybody's in, Proverbs chapter 6, starting verse 16, we'll read down to verse 19. Let's read it together. These six things says the Lord Hey, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. In heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running the mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Proverbs 6:16-19. All right, so now can you stand up? Let's read one more time, like we're actually reading the word of God with a little excitement. <laughs> I know we're talking about the things the Lord hates, but I think you can still read it with a little enthusiasm there. Proverbs 6, 16-19. These six days that the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud neck, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that invites wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and run to mischief, a false witness that speaketh wise, and he that serves discord among the brethren. Good job. Go ahead and have a seat. If you're going to read out loud and talk Express it, you gotta make sure you can read. But <laughs> right, good job, good job. Let's quickly pray, and then we're gonna jump into the lesson in hand of hey the proud. But let's pray real quick. The only Father, God, we thank you so much once again for the opportunity to be in your house. Thank you for these young people Lord, who chose to be here tonight. Lord, to be faithful. Lord, help us if we look into your word that you'd illuminate, show us what you have for us tonight. We'll thank for all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me ask you this question. But well, we already know what hate means. So we're not getting into like deep theological. What does God hate? What's hate? We're not going there. So, but I do want to ask you, uh, if you look at pride, well, let me fill, let's me let fill in the blank for pride, and then I'll go from there. Pride is this. Inordinate self-esteem, and unreasonable conceit, of one's own super, superiority, yeah, you can't read, and talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, Elevation in office, which manifests itself in lofty airs, distance, reserve, and often contempt of others. That is a long definition. But everybody gives their blanks, that is straight out of the dictionary. Because I would have never came up with that. My definition would be like three words. <laughs> <laughs> Pride is bad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. So I need you need the blanks again. I'll read through it one more time. In order, self-esteem, an unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority and talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank. Elevation in office which manifests itself in lofty ears. Distance, reserve, and often contempt of others. So this for the next couple of weeks we're going to be looking at the things that God hates. Now I can tell you there's a couple of things that I hate. There's a well, the longer I thought about the day, the longer the list got, and I was like, salad, I hate salad, uh, I hate, <laughs> I was like, I hated going, I was like, I was just thinking through all the things I hated, and I was like, I hated when I was in school, and the teacher would grab you, like, right here by the arm and drag you around, like, the teacher would, like, grab you here and, like, pull you around, and like, just like go of me, like, I can walk over just, just point, and i walk. <laughs> I hated that, and I was just thinking, like, I'm not gonna go through the long list with you all night of the things that I hated or I hate, but as you look at what God hates, we're gonna start here with the problem And Let me ask you the question. I want you all, real quick, look on your paper. If you have a pen, go ahead. I'm gonna give you two seconds, or well, more than two seconds, because I know you have literalists in here. I'm sorry. But I'm gonna give you a few seconds to write down in there why do you think God hates pride so much? Why do you think God hates pride so much? So write it down. You don't have to write it down, fill in all the blanks. But why do you think God hates pride so much? Some of you are thinking so hard. Your face looks blank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't ask me anything that has when, where, or why in it. <laughs> why does God hate pride? All right, well, somebody's writing. Somebody want to share this. Why, why do you think God hates pride? Why? It's okay. It's just us. Kirkland, good job. so even though anything that is an awesome answer Kirkland. <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> good job Kirkland I'm going to erase the answer I've been down <laughs> good, good job Kirkland. <laughs> go ahead Josh <laughs> oh sorry I'm Josh I'll come back to Cody Why, Josh Exactly. God gave it to you. Go ahead. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 I don't even see this guy. He graduated. did. <laughs> <just>, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Cody. And now I'll go to my wife. Uh, 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 God hates pride because he's taken away the credit. and has got to take on the credit for himself. Gotcha. I could see if I went with my wife before, he would yeah. tell me, "Why'd you instead of me?" No, I'll even these loose. Good. <laughs> um, I think it's like that's the greatest commitment are to, um, to love the Lord first, and then to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I think when we have pride and we're putting ourselves before we're putting God, because we're thinking more about what we want than what He wants, and then we're also putting ourselves above other people, which is the second commitment about loving our neighbors ourselves. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. I'm scared, but I'm going to let you do it. Because God is so powerful and God is so mighty and awesome that why should we think, think that of ourselves? He's so awesome. All right, yeah. Noah. Is the first it was the first sin. It was the first sin? That would like I would have a disdain for it. As Good answer, Noah. Anybody else want to add to it? Mm-hmm. Thought you were raising your hand, Lejee. He's happening. thinking There's so much is itching. I understand. <laughs> it happens to me sometimes. I was going to say, for mine, we're going to talk about it in just a second. I'm going to have you guys go ahead and turn over. So you might as well go ahead and go and turn over to Daniel chapter number 4. But I honestly believe one of the reasons why God hates pride, and we're going to look at it, Daniel chapter 4 in just a little bit, is because God is truth and pride is not. Like, God is truth and pride is not. Pride is us lifting ourselves up. And it's almost like what Andrew said. I don't know if you guys have ever known someone... And you've heard, maybe you've heard the... Let's, let's throw the illustration out like this. That you've seen someone play a sport. You've seen this person go out in the field or out in the court and play. And you're hearing this person tell somebody else how good they are. And you've seen them. And you know, there's not... They're, they're going to a town about how great they're... Maybe soccer. Man, I was out there on the field and I was blah, 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 blah. And they're going on. And you know, because you've seen this person play, that none of it's true. And in your mind... What's going on in your head? You're just like, you're probably even standing behind the person they're talking to and rolling your eyes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. No, you tried to keep the ball and you fell. <laughs> I don't know exactly how it happened. And that's the way, and when you look at God in heaven, listen to us tell someone else how great we are. God, the one who spoke the world into existence, who said, let there be light. And there was light. And for me to stand and tell somebody else, well, you know how great I am? And imagine God in heaven looking at that and like, oh, oh, you're so great. And he named the, the stars also. He knows all the stars by name. And you're like, well, I'm such a this, I'm such a that. And when you think about that, and we think about how, who God is, and God knows the truth about us, why you would hate pride. So I'm going to look at real quick the lesson of pride. We're going to look at a biblical illustration in chapter number four, really quickly. And we're going to look at the story of Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel chapter number 4. It says this in verse number 37. Where we're going to encapsulate everything. It says, this is Nebuchadnezzar talking. Now, I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All those works, all those works are truth, and His ways, judgment, and those that walk in pride, He is able to abase. Now, there's a lot of people we could go into the Bible and talk about pride about, lots of them. We can go to King Saul, who God said, hey, when you a little in your own eyes. We could go to Satan, as Noah said, it's the first sin. We can go to a lot of people, but I believe right here is probably the best lesson on pride, because I believe right here is where we're all at. Because I believe when you talk about Satan, you'd say, well, I'm not Satan, I'm not this. If I went to King Saul, you'd say, well, Saul had this going for him and sorry. But when you look at Nebuchadnezzar, he is pretty much right where we end up coming. If you go back to the first part, I'm not going to read it for the time thick. Nebuchadnezzar had the dream. And Nebuchadnezzar has this dream that there is a huge tree. And under this tree, animals are coming. They come find shelter. The birds are finding shelter in this tree, and someone comes down and pretty much cuts the tree down, and the tree is gone. And he doesn't understand the dream, and so he asks Daniel, because he called the rest of his wise men. Then he interpreted the dream. He said, what does this mean? What does this mean? And the Bible says that Daniel was slow to answer, like Daniel even stops because he did not want to tell Nebuchadnezzar the dream. So let's look at it real quick in Daniel chapter one before, if you're there. In verse number 18, it says this This dream I king Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou by the shadow, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as not all wise men of my kingdom are they not able to make known of thee the interpretation. But thou art able for the spirit of the holy gods in thee. Skip over. The verse number twenty-two. It is thou, O king, thou art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reaches unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. Let's skip down to verse number 26. I mean, verse 27. Wherefore, O King, let my counsel be set unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness and thy iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy, thy tranquility. So, right now, first thing, number one, pride is deceitful. So, as we look at this, pride is deceitful. I'm going to writing that down. Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. He's a big tree. And you can almost see Nebuchadnezzar. He's He is a powerful ruler. He pretty much owns the earth. (laughs) Like for all practical purposes. And he's looking at this and Daniel says, In a dream, king, you're the tree. Everyone comes to you. You're the center of everything. You are the tree. But you're going to fall. God's going to take these things away from you. And right now, king, you need to cut the pride, stop right now, and repent so these things don't happen. So you can see Nebuchadnezzar as he looks about, and I honestly believe knowing Nebuchadnezzar, he's already said earlier with Shadrach, and that he's willing to serve God. I believe Nebuchadnezzar in his mind is saying, would think, you know what? I need to get rid of my pride. I do. Like man, God's already given me a dream that says I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to cut down from off the position that I'm at, so I'm going to get rid of this pride. Next verse. One year later, this is Nebuchadnezzar. And says, verse number 28, all this came upon the king together. He heard it and grasped it in, and said, verse number 9, at the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of his kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is this not great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth. There fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee is spoken, the kingdom is departed from me. So, this is why I picked Nebuchadnezzar, because this is the good part. If you read Nebuchadnezzar's sentence where he says, I don't think any of us would have had a hard time with it. I don't think there's anybody that would have standing next to Nebuchadnezzar as he walks out onto his patio and looks at everything and says, Is this not Babylon that I've built with my own hands? We probably, and most of us, standing on the front of the king, like, yeah, king, this is exactly what you did. Good job, good job. Like, I, We would do nothing of this sentence. But this is where we go. This is where we go back to Proverbs chapter 6. These six things that the Lord hate a proud look. And so just like the illustration earlier, so imagine, one of the coming out. Huh. It this a beautiful land that I put together with my own hands. That I have built with my might and my power. And can you see Almighty God in heaven, who spoke the world into existence? Listen to Nebuchadnezzar talk about all the things that he has done. And Nebuchadnezzar already had the warning. And I believe. I honestly believe from what the story should at reach me a minute ago that Nebuchadnezzar had that tug in his head. That one day I'm going to be cut down like this tree. I have to keep going. But pride is so deceitful. Because we look at it, we do honestly believe I am not good. I am. I'm doing this good. I really did all this. It's like the children of Israel when they went into the uh, in Deuteronomy chapter number six. God said, "But you're going to come into the land of Israel, and you did not build a thing. You did not plant anything. You did not do anything. But as soon as we said, God said, as soon as you get into your house, you're going to forget God, and you're going to look at all these things that you play, and you're going to talk about how great you are. That's exactly how we are." This is where fight is. It's so deceitful. It's in us. Children of Israel, they didn't fight any battle. They walk around Jericho. God drops it. Ai, they thought the little city. We're just going to send a couple of men in and take care of it. They tear Israel apart. God had to do everything for the children of Israel. As soon as they get into the, the promised land, ah, huh, man, sending this new house that they did not build. Eating food, they did not plant. Wow. We sure done well for ourselves. Same thing for us. Talents that we do nothing to get that God gave us. Wow, I am an athlete. I am really, really when it comes down to it, I am an athlete. I have money that I don't work for, and I have clothes that I do not pay for. Oh, if they could dress like me, oh man, if they could, if they only had what I had, oh, those guys over there, really, oh man can't believe they were that. God is so unseemful. Because in our minds, we honestly believe we're that good. And we've done nothing. And so if Melancholy comes out as king of virus while the words are still in his mouth. God speaks from heaven. I don't think ever was trying to be, like, I don't think he was trying to show off. I think he was, hey, guys, come in. Let me tell you how great. just in his heart, he knew. I believe. I'm just that good. And when you do that, God in heaven looks at it and he hates it. He hates it. He's like, hey, I am like the answer Kirkland gave. That God gave his son, Philippians chapter 2, let this mind be who's also in Christ Jesus, who'd be in the form of God. That to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form servant; and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the cross. I mean, became obedient even to the death of the cross. But for God is also highly exalted and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, I think even heaven things of earth, things of the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is there. Why? To the glory of God the Father. Everything in Jesus' life was about was humility. God came down to earth, gave up all royalty, everything, to come and walk with living men. He let men spin in his face, he let men slap him. And then for us to honestly believe, <laughs> well, <laughs> when they arrive to where I'm at, or when this happens, when, when they get, when they can afford what I can, when they can do what the glories I have. And Nebuchadnezzar, well, the words are still in his mouth, it comes out. So, number two, pride is destruct- destructive. Number one, pride is deceitful. Number two, pride is destructive. Verse 28 to 33. I'm not going to read it for time's sake because I'm trying to make sure I get you guys out on time. But pretty much what happens is, if you know the story, Nebuchadnezzar, God condemns Nebuchadnezzar to pretty much becoming an animal. The Bible says that his hair grows out. And he walks around on all fours. His females grow out, the Bible says, like eagle's claws. So they're like going out and like curling over. And he eats of grass and goes out in the field. And pretty much a sane, awesome ruler. Now, can you imagine like walking in when it happened in Nebuchadnezzar? Did you like watch Nebuchadnezzar kind of like fall down the ground and start crawling around. Like, <laughs> you alright, man? You're just talking about how great everything was. Nebuchadnezzar, you okay? <laughs> no president why don't you say something hey just, just take him outside and as he goes outside the bible says he sleeps in the dew so he's like outside wet this mango hair this is like the ruler of most of the world and he's like crawling out and the bible says he did this for a year he's just like going around crawling because God humbles him and at the end of this story that read, I mean the end of the verse that I just read to you God said, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar says to God, He will humble those that are proud. Proverbs. Pride goes before destruction of the Holy Spirit before a fall. God will bring low. You know. And see, this is the one thing I want to study this for, because this, there isn't. See, these are not things that God does, just doesn't care for. That God doesn't like. Well, I really don't like it when you think you're better than everybody else. I really don't like it when you think that you have these abilities. Well, the Bible says God hates it. And that God would take a ruler of most of the known world and make him crawl in the dirt. you think he's afraid to humble us? But once again, pride is so deceitful. It's so deceitful. That's right when we're playing softball. And I, when I was studying, I mean, we never would have thought of this until I'm studying this today. I walked into the plate with my bat. he's laughing because she thinks I play all funny. But as I walked into the plate, I remember grabbing the bat. And in my mind, I'm praying, Lord, I want a home run right now. God, I just want a home run. You can just give me one, just one today. So I want a home run. i remember hitting, and like barely getting to first base. Run as fast as I could. I got first base. Next time i up. God. I really, just one, just one a day. did just get one, one As I was studying this, I was thinking, wow, that is so deceitful. Why did I want home run? So Pastor Bernie looks good. <laughs> and I said, yeah. So when i walk through, even though I have to do all these goofy things to catch, and I can't feel and I kept throwing the ball at the ground, and everything else and everybody kept laughing at me for, I thought, if I could just get home run, that would make me look so much better. These things the Lord hate. A proud look. God doesn't want his glory. God's not using his power like some genie, like, oh, let me sprinkle a little magic powder on you so you can look good. That's not what God's about. And so pride is deceitful, it's destructive. Pride always goes before fall. the Bible says. Because we lift ourselves up, we pump ourselves up, (laughs) and God's willing to pull the platform. And however high you lifted yourself up, that's how high you've got to go down. So pride is deceitful, pride is destructive, but pride has deliverance. Verse 34, "And at the end of the day, Nebuchadnezzar lifted up mine, I never lifted up mine eyes into heaven, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the most high, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose is everlasting dominion is an everlasting dominion, His kingdom is from generation to generation so here's Nebuchadnezzar he's been crawling around like an animal hairs all mingled claws probably I don't know what his toenail looks like but he just looks ridiculous and the Bible says his sense comes back to him he, he, he starts to understand things and can you imagine like after doing that standing up all wet and nasty probably smell like who knows what and standing there and then saying whoa I understand and the, the, the next kind of verses is that he, he's, he was talking like he was David the psalmist. Whoa, I give glory to God who has dominion forever and ever. And he's getting out. Why? Because once you come down, man, you, you start to see all these things to look up. Like, whoa, after what God did to me, there's nothing to God. I don't think there was ever a time probably would never, never walked out and looked at again and said, Look what I nope, I didn't do any of this. We look at the Bible to live the life God wants us to, God says, humble yourselves, this one, the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. Can I tell you what the biggest one of the biggest reasons my myself and others would do not exemplify the life that God wants us to have? It's his pride. It's because I think I'm way more than I am. And God says, in his, his economy, so to speak, the way God wants things done, he says, hey, if you humble yourself, I'll exalt you. But see, this is, this is the same thing I just quoted in Philippians chapter 2, where it says Christ humbled himself he got exalted right that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue of death. yeah Jesus walked the earth and he humbled himself and he walked and did all those things for God but then at the end he gets to the end because he was exalted no he still doesn't because he knows he got exalted was that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow that every touch that Jesus Christ is Lord why? to the glory of God the Father my whole life is to bring on the glory to God so there's never a moment there never should be a moment where I think I am, so, I am so great I am so this I am so that taking all the glory from God because my whole life everything that I am is beyond glory from God. Hey as an athlete you know what the Lord allowed me to do some good things out there today and I praise him for it. I think I told you this before I remember the day that I Started saying, I'm just to say, praise the Lord for everything that happens. So, if you, most of the time, if you ask, you tell me, thank you for preaching or something. I'm going to tell you, praise the Lord. I'm not trying to do it to be spiritual, I'm not going to do anything because I just want the fact of. I don't want really to get to the point where I think I'm bigger than Aaron Burton should be. I'm living the hobby, and people say something like, "Thank you for giving me that good deal." Praise the Lord. What, what's he talking about? Praise the Lord. I don't believe in God. I just want to make sure that God gets the glory and I don't want even even saying that it's like pride just well I always say praise the Lord and I don't want to be like that either but I want to say that see, so God wants all the glory in our lives and when you look at the two things we Lord hates he hates detests a pride look is one of them and if we're not careful we'll be just so just so flippant like Nebuchadnezzar I am that good really when it comes down to it, this team couldn't do it without me. They came to it, my family wouldn't be the same without me. When it came to it, and we can put ourselves way up there. But God says, you know what? I hate it. Let's pray. Dearly Father, God will thank you for your words. Lord, I ask you to help me in my life, Lord, to Lord, humble myself, Lord, and you. And then we would let you exalt my life in however way you see fit. And what I pray, that would be the heart of every young person in here. God, I know that we have, Lord, as we go through the, the list, that so we do have talented young people in here, God. And, and we thank you for them. Lord, we have good-looking young people in here. God, we have sharp young people. Lord, I ask you to help us never to be more like we did something ourselves to get these things that you've blessed us with. Help us to always remember, God, we gave good answers tonight. Lord, I thank you for those, and God, I ask that you please help us those things to be in our hearts and our minds to remember who we are, and Lord, what we are for, we're here for, and that's to bring you honor and glory. So would you do that in our lives, Lord, even now, as we dismiss and go do the things that we'll do, God, that you'll get the honor and glory for all our lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright.